Amen. Thanks. You're going to get us geared up over there, right? Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. Our story is about Noah. And I know when we came in this morning, we were loading stuff and went through a couple of coats and a couple of shirts. And they said, did you pray for this? And it's like, well, it's going to be a good setting for what we're going to share today. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Tanya's going to get us geared up on the PowerPoint. And then uh, we're going to have a good time. We always try to use everything we can. We use skits. We use media um, and we try to do a little bit of writing our notes so that you can take these home and study these things and read back through it and you know I know for me over the years is when I've uh, jumped back and looked through my Bible and find these things I go wow I didn't remember that okay yeah yeah everybody's everybody that comes here on a regular basis go oh what are they gonna do now I promise no fire this time we do a lot of stuff we did a thing called stop drop and roll you'll have to listen to that online <laughs> I'm not going to give it away. But uh, today we're going to be in Genesis chapter 6 through 8. And what I want to do is kind of, for our time frame, I'm going to kind of paint the picture of what's going on there. And we're really talking about under the influence of faith. I wanted to get something a little catchy there. Under the influence of faith. Are we under the influence of the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ? There's so many things out in the world that's competing for our time. The volume of the world gets louder and louder and louder. And as I was praying about this, and I watched the news, and I see different things going, and talking to folks, you know, a lot of times we're very unsettled because, you know, we see all these things going on. But I tell you what, if our focus is on Christ, we can have peace in the midst of the storm. Amen? So I thought, well, what, Lord, where is a character in the Bible that could help me with that? And he sent me to Noah. So I thought, you know, rather than read all that, it'd probably be best to just have maybe Noah come and talk to us. Is that all right? Is that good? Noah, are you here? I love this guy. <laughs> Here's Noah. Now, Noah, he's a, he's a man's man. And what was going on at the time, okay, was that the, the world was just really getting just out of hand. They were they didn't hear nothing I said. <laughs> they have not heard it. I'm talking, everybody's going, oh, my goodness. Everybody that's listening online, they go, we should have came today, yeah. So we have a great time, but I tell you what, there's nothing greater than speaking the truth of God's word into your life. Amen? So what was going on is the world was getting real evil and just ignoring God. How many know that that kind of looks like CNN, you know, when we're watching that, you know? But, you know, what was going on? Through all that, God looked down and he found favor in the man Noah, right? So he tells Noah, he said, Noah, it's going to rain. So Noah, he's on the scene. He's prepared. He's ready. <laughs> yes, there you go. So he says, Noah, it's going to rain. Now, you know what's really amazing about this? As I study this out, if you go back to uh, Genesis chapter 2 around verse 5 and 6, it had never rained before. Can you imagine that? That'd be like telling somebody about snow that never saw snow, you know? And they're going, what are you talking about? So he starts to tell them he's actually a farmer, but God's calling him to so much more. All right. So he says, not only is it going to rain, because what was happening prior to that, the way that the, the flowers and things got their nutrients, the way the Lord had it working before, that it like a mist would come up from the ground and water everything. That's pretty cool. You know, we think we're real smart with the underground sprinkler system. God was way ahead of that. Okay. So then he says, you know, not only is it going to rain, it's going to flood. What's the plan on that? Noah's working it. He's obedient to the word again. <laughs> he said, no, Noah. It's, it's like really going to flood big. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So he says, it's going to be a flood. And, and what happened was he says, you know what? I'm done with this. And he says, you know what? I'm going to give you an invitation, and, and I want you to build a boat. That was on the scene. A 
big boat. He's going to really build a big boat. And I tell you what, I want to tell you a little bit about that. Now, when Noah started this, he was about 480 years old or something. He doesn't look a day over 350, does he? <laughs> and he's going to build this boat, man, for 120 years. Now, you think a lot of times that we go through a lot of stuff about people, uh, you know, thinking, well, what are you doing? Why are you going to church? Why are you serving and stuff like this? 120 years having to hear this, and the whole time he was preaching and teaching and, and doing things like that. So what I want to do is give you a little bit of the behind the scenes of this boat. So Noah, you can, you can go ahead and take a bow, and uh, I thank you for being so willing and obedient. That's, that's good stuff. I want to give you a little behind the scenes here. Now we're talking about a big, big boat. And to give you a little idea about this, now y'all know I, about all I can do is stick men and some boxes, so I'm going to be pretty close on this. He tells him, he says, look, I want you to build a boat 450 feet long. Can you imagine that? 450 feet long. That's like one and a half times a football field. He said, we're going to make it 75 foot high, okay? And then, no, excuse me, wide, 75 foot wide. And he says, we're going to make it 45 foot high. That's like four stories, man. That's a lot of woodworking, isn't it? And we can be overwhelmed with that sometimes. So look at that. 450 feet long, 75 foot wide, 45 foot tall. And guess what? It's got one door that it's down low. Okay? And it's got a, like an 18 inch window that goes all the way around here on the top. All right? And he says, I want to make three levels of that thing. Okay? Now, what I want to do, I want to draw this out. As I was studying the Word of God, God is so awesome, and he, He's always, there's so much more. You know, you read something, and you go, oh, yeah, I got that story. And you come back and read it later, and the Holy Spirit illuminates some more things in your life. What I hope to be able to do today is through this picture that God shows us and through how He worked in Noah's life is the gospel message, okay? So we're going to tie that all in, but I want you guys to get some of those facts. Now, I still want you to understand how big this boat is, okay? Now, some of, the, some of the guys that did a little research on this said, you know what? A rail car. You could put 522 rail cars in there. It's like 3 million cubic feet. This is a big boat. I'm trying to get my point across, right? Now, I'm going to give you, back in the 1920s when Ringling, Barnum, and Bailey Circus was going around, they had a whole lot of stuff. They had like, I think it was 355 horses. I think it was like 26 elephants. 16 camels, probably a couple of bearded fat ladies in there too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, because I have been to the circus, they got some crazy stuff in there. But that only took 92 rail cars. So you can get an idea of how big this boat is. So what I want to do is jump in. You guys got your hand out. And I just want to kind of paint a picture of what's going on and see what God's got for us, okay? Let me make sure i got everything wound up here, and we're going to do it. We call this under the influence of faith. And I tell you what, just like I said in Noah's day, you know, how many times you know when God calls you to do something or, or gives you something, sometimes it can be overwhelming. 13 years getting to this spot. If God would have told me any more any sooner, I would have really ran. Sometimes I'm like this anyway, but I've got to step out in faith. I've got to be under the influence of faith. Our team has to be under the influence of faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that big bo that boat. Started out with this. You know, I don't know what God's called you to do in your life. It may be something that starts out with like a splinter. But God will give you all you need to complete your destination. Isn't that awesome? He's just that good at God all the time. 
So, let's jump back over here. Everybody got your notes? Everybody's got a pen? We're going to jump in to see what we can find out about Noah's life and how we can tie that into ours. The thing we love to do is take the Word of God and then tie it into a practical application. How does this work in my life today, okay? Here we go. Now, influence. We talked about that a little bit. People under influence. Let's take a look really what that means. I wanted to look that up. It says it's the process of producing effects on the behavior and opinions of others or other, another or others. Matter of fact, to sway, to affect sway or move a person to some action or mindset. Okay, now you think about that. How are we influencing others as Christians? You know, how do they see what we speak and what our lives, do we align that with that? Okay, what do we see in the world? So many things, just like in Noah's days. There were so many things, ungodly stuff. And they were just pushing God out, edging God out. I heard a guy say one time, ego, edging God out. And that's what we do sometimes with our pride and things like that. We just edge God out of the equation. And then we get way over here and we go, help. You know, we, we start drifting. We never drift on course. We always drift off course. You know what I mean? So let's take a look at a few things here. Some of the worldly influences that was in Noah's day are very similar to what we have today. But what we need to do, we need to be always guarding our heart, digging into God's word, speaking God's word, renewing our mind with God's word. Because I'll tell you what, if we don't, we will drift off course, okay? So a couple of things that we see every day that was very similar to his day. Pride. Man, we can swell up. We think it's all about us. And you say, oh, no, it's not. You know, well, you just told me it was because the way you're responding sometimes. But, you know, pride can divide us uh, from, from the unity in our church body and our families and things like that, or even on the workplace. How many know somebody that, don't raise your hands because I work with a lot of y'all. <laughs> somebody that's, that's prideful at your work, you can just go, yeah, yeah. You know, it may, well, guess what? I always say this. Y'all hear me say this most every week. I'm preaching to me first. You know what? We've got to look in the mirror sometimes and let the word of God define our lives. Don't let the world define you. Let the word of God define you. Amen? So pride is a thing we've got to keep in check because that is not an influence of God. That's an influence of the world. All right? Jealousy and envy. I can't believe Sally got that raise. I should have got that raise. You know? Look at George got a new truck. I should have got that. We, we get into all this stuff holding up scorecards on everybody's life instead of being, hey, man, you know, I'm glad you got that, Eric. That's, you know? And that's not just... I think usually the first thing that comes in my mind is stuff, you know? People are usually jealous of stuff, but they may be jealous of your relationship. They may be jealous of your family, but you know what? If we can approach those folks or look at our own self and through the, the lens of the Lord, you can diffuse that, amen? Insecurity, very, very important. A lot of phone calls I get uh, throughout the weeks and months are about insecurity. People are, are very concerned about... Uh, how they measure up. And I think, I think that's kind of in our makeup. How do we measure up? And a lot of times we use the ruler, the yardstick of the world, because they think if you don't work here, you don't wear that, you don't have this, or whatever the case is, you don't measure up. But God's measuring stick is totally different. Aren't you glad? Everybody says amen. He says you're a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ephesians 2.10, I love that verse. And sometimes I don't feel like a masterpiece. When I came in here today, I had the chicken hair going on and everything else. I'm thinking, man, what's going on here? This is not a masterpiece. But you know what? God is working in all of us to transform our lives if we'll just submit to what God's doing. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Compromise. 
We don't want you to com compromise the truth of God's word. You know what? We say this. We say we're going to major on the majors and minor on the minors. You know what? There's one way to heaven. It's Jesus. You know? That's it. It's not your works. It's not the cross plus. You know? So we're not going to compromise on God's truth because it never changes. All right? We can be secure in that when we know that and we spend time in God's word in that relationship. All right? Here's a big one, guys. Unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I heard that. I know what you mean. It works both ways. It could be somebody that's unforgiving to us, or maybe that maybe we're we're bringing that on. But I want to tell you, if you look, have you ever heard people say this? It's a, well, I can forget, but I can't forget. I'm kind of wondering, does that kind of work? Because that's not really what I see in the Word, you know. Because if you're going to bring it up every time how I blew it in third grade, you know, or something, or whatever the case is, I'm not so sure that you've dealt with that, you know. But you know what? God is all about grace. We talked about it. I love that little saying we had. When we say God's riches at Christ's expense, that's good. Because he bought it, man. He paid the price. He forgives us with all our sin. He says he's just to forgive when we turn and repent. We say, hey, look, Lord, I agree with you in this area. I got sin in my life. Help me with this. Power me by your Holy Spirit to help me live a life that's godly. And I don't know about you. I think everybody's blown it once or twice or a million times because I got a mirror at my house. And I tell you what, if I didn't receive the forgiveness from Christ, there's no sense of me standing up here. Because I'm not going to stand up here as buddy. I pray that when I stand up here that I disappear, hide me behind a cross, and the Lord Jesus Christ's word comes forward to transform your life, to change your life, to get us all on track so that we can be all that God's called us to be. So we can be a mirror of Christ not only here, to our families, to our workplace, and also into the community and into the world, all right? So unforgiveness, you know, I, I say I get a lot of calls on that too. Lust. Now, we usually think about men, women, this and that, you know, relationships like that. But as I thought about this, we can still be very lustful about other relationships. I'm jealous their marriage seems so perfect. Well, you know what? Hang out with them for a while. <laughs> You know, hang out with them for a while. Go on a mission trip with somebody. You'll get to know them. Won't you? I'm going to get a water on that. Now, everybody that's coming here, though, that's the time to say amen, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Yes, indeed. You guys are helping me out. I love it. What else have we got here? Laziness. Now, I'm going to tell you what. We can get really complacent on stuff, especially when it comes to serving. I want to thank all the teams that set up and stuff today. It was David and crew and... I know Gloria and Dave help out and Miles all the time. So everybody behind the scenes, thank you. It takes a lot to, to do stuff, you know. But you know what? Just like when we, when we wrap it up here, you know, so we all take your time and hang out. Everybody's like throwing the chairs up, you know. Boom, boom. I was like, man, that's good stuff, man. I need y'all at my house. Y'all work a weed eater? <laughs> I'm convinced that there will be weed eaters in hell. I haven't found it in the Word, but I just don't like them. I, I got to be, I, I'm going to tell you, I got, I'm going to just tell you a story. I might have told this before. I'm just coming clean today. I don't weed eat anymore. It is not a good thing for a pastor to have a weed eater. It is not. I tell you what, I had the, I had the one with the electric. I saw that thing and had, that's not good. So I got the one with, you know, with the, the dual the duels thing on it. You know, the dual, dual, what do you call that, Mike? That's the word we're looking for. You're good. He's right in here. Thank you for being up front. You know, so I get out there. Denise is like, you look like one of those guys on the side of construction thing. What are you doing? I got a big thing on the back that says back off. You know, I'm out there, a couple of Gatorades into it, and you got to mix the gas and everything. 
Well, when one side breaks, now it's going like this. You know, you're out there like this, man. I'm out there on a circle. I'm done. I go back. Sweat porn, everything like this. Get the thing back in there. Jeez. Whoo. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Bam, in the middle of the circle. I'm like, she said, what are you doing? I said, I ain't even going to get it. So I had to repent, go get it. So then I said, I'll just pay somebody. It's just going to be better to do that. So I didn't tell my brother-in-law this. I love y'all. They got me a weed blower. They got me a brand new weed blower for like Christmas one time. So all year, man, I said, man, I can do that. Got it. I still got the lawnmower gas. It's, it's mixed, you know, like 40 to 1. Pour that in there. Not kidding. Brah! Broke the cord, dude. Brand new. I just put it back in the box. I was like, I'm done. Hey, while y'all weed eating, can you go ahead and blow the grass too? It's not that I'm lazy. It's just not a good thing for me. So, you know, I'm just, I just wanted to share that because, you know what? A lot of times people think, oh, they must not have any problems. You know, get a weed eater. You will have a problem, you know? But you know what? God can work through that, even a weed eater story. Laziness. We did not see that in Noah's life. You know, Noah's amazing. He's like, hey, let's do it. He gives him the lowdown. He gives him the dimensions, and he's working. And he's got like eight people in his family. Can you imagine people going by? It's like, what you doing? Hey, I'm building a boat. It's going to rain. They don't know what rain is. It's going to what? They're going to, can you see everybody keeping the kids away? Don't go over there, little Johnny. Do not go over there. You know, calling him for supper. Where is he at? Oh, my gosh, he might be over there with the boat people. You know? So anyway, <laughs> get him over here. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know in the neighborhood I grew up in, there were certain places that mom didn't want you to play. And some of them were at our house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's take a look at this. Any of these things can paralyze us spiritually and stop us from living an abundant life and obedient life to God. If we allow these things to creep in our life, we've got to be so careful, right? Because what it can start doing is start building a wall, and, and then we don't hear God as good. The volume of the world continues to turn up. You know, hey, well... I don't really need to do that today. We can do that. And next thing you know, this thing starts growing and growing and growing. So we want to be attentive to that, and we want to stay plugged in, all right? So let's go back to our sheet. We had a little bit on influence. What is influence? We talked about that. And how do we influence others? I want to challenge you on that this week. How are you influencing others in your family, your relationships at work, all that stuff? Take a little checkup, okay? And something else, I love this. Are we under the influence of the faith in Christ in our life? That's a good place for us to always come back to. No matter if there's prideful issues coming in, jealousy, insecurity, compromises that we make, or unforgiveness, lust, or laziness, it's never too late for us to turn around. God is awesome. He's, he's right there. He's, he's right there. The invitation. Come on in the boat. We got to get you in the boat, right? Very good. Well, let's keep on rolling and see what the Lord has for us. Everybody doing good, right? Yes. All right. So how do we walk in this, right? Give you some of the keys to overcoming here. Love this. Faith. We're under the influence of faith. Now you can have faith in a vacuum cleaner. You can have faith in something else. Do you have your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ or what he's done and what his abundant life is for you? I want to talk about a few things there. When we look at this, do people really know what you believe? Do they really know what you believe? Because you might say one thing and do something else. And let's be honest, we do that sometimes. But get back in the boat. 
Okay? What else do we have here? Are we committed and motivated by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? And what do you mean by that? If we believe what the Lord says, how are we producing that? How is he, the Holy Spirit, working in our life? How is others seeing that in our life? All right? What do we do when we leave here? Okay? The service really starts when we leave the door. Our service starts when we leave the door because we need to be a mirror of Christ, right? So we need that faith to come alive, right? Faith without works is dead, right? And you know, I always try to be very careful with that. Your works are not going to save you. Everybody understand that, right? It's the cross and what Jesus did, his shed blood for our sin, his death, burial, resurrection, and us grabbing hold of that by faith. Now, faith is the substance. That's the stuff of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know what? Sometimes we just got to keep believing, keep on trusting in God's perfect timing. 120 years. That's a lot of hammers, man. Bob, how many of these hammers did that take you? Yeah? Too many. That's right. And he's a hammer man, let me tell you. He can fix it up. So let's take a look at here. I want to make sure we got some stuff. If you want to write some stuff in your notes, are we committed to our convictions? That's really what it comes down to. Are we committed to our convictions? You say, what do you mean? You know, if that's what I stand for and that's what I believe, don't waver. Don't waver. Stick to the stuff. Stick to the stuff. And you know how we do that? We continue to feed on the Word of God, right? And we come around other folks that are, that are studying the Word of God, and we grow and encourage each other, just like the commercial that we're going to do right now on Tuesdays at the library, a small group study. There's another great place to plug in. Always room for more, right? We can start right where you're at. So let's take a look how this worked through Noah's life. Noah was able, by his faith, to witness to others. People coming by all the time. He was able to witness through his conduct. How was our conduct, right? Also, this, through his conversation. When I thought about writing those notes down, I think about how many emails did we pass on that we think, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have passed that on. How many jokes did we go, <laughs> oh, you know? But you know what? It's, it's part of us working, working God, working that out in us. But be aware because people are watching all the time. People are watching all the time, you know? So hide your weed eater because they're watching all the time. Y'all going to pray for me, ain't you? Whew, Noah was under the influence of faith in God. See, God was in him. God was where It was a relationship. You think about this. All that time, you know what? We've been doing ministry for 13 years, and we've seen a lot of people come to Christ. We've been able to pray for folks. We've seen God do miracles. We've seen a whole lot of cool stuff, right? 120 years, nobody came to the Lord. Nobody received them. They kept it going. Man, that is, that's a hard road to hoe. And sometimes, you know, be honest, we're going, man, it's five till 10. Is anybody going to show up? And y'all always come through like three till, poof. where did they come from? That's great. Keep on coming. So, you know, a lot of times we're looking at, how does this work out? But, you know, he was faithful to the call. As you think about spending time with God and you're studying God's word, let God, remember the communication is two ways. What is God speaking to your heart today? What is the mission that God's got for you that nobody can do it like you? Right? He said, man, I'm not a preacher. Okay. Maybe you're a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you're somebody that's going to help somebody speak into somebody's life at school or at work. Let me tell you, it's very important to be obedient to God because that's when the blessing is going to start flowing. So we know that he can really be discouraged. We can get discouraged. But the good news is every day is a brand new day of grace, right? But as we grow in that, guess what happens? Check it out. Courage. How y'all like that little picture there? I thought that was kind of cool. 
Courage. When we when we when our faith comes alive, it starts to produce courage and boldness. Just like that little guy on the screen there. And you know what? Sometimes we think, oh man, not me, not me. But think about it. The fear comes in. Fear always wants to bind you. It always wants to shackle you. But check this out. I got a verse for you. First John. 418, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. God's love. So if we're confident in Christ and we're feeding on the faith of God's word, guess what? We should be pushing out the fear and cranking up the faith, all right? So that's what I hope through the stuff that we're talking about today. So he has courage, right? Courage produces boldness. And look at this. When we realize that we are secure in Christ. We come at it from a whole other angle. Are you in the boat? Everybody was outside of the boat. I didn't read where they said, and then they let the, the, the sides over and pulled them in. No, they had an opportunity, and the door shut. And God said, he gives them an invitation, come. He gives us the invitation today to come. Come into the family of God by receiving his son, Jesus Christ, right? So this is what I say. Today, I pray that if there's decisions for us to make, let's make them. Let's make them right here today. And let God work it out. And then we jump in the boat, in the gospel boat, right? And let God worry about everything else. That doesn't mean we don't care. That means that, you know what? That we lay these things at his feet. And he's more than able, more than able to see us through. He's the anchor of our salvation, the captain of our salvation, the anchor of our hope. And so I want us to know that today, that we can have courage and be a good cheer because of what Christ has accomplished for us. All right? So what else happens? It starts producing obedience. All right. I love this verse here. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And that, that was taken, you know, when Saul and Samuel, he, he was going to do all these things and do the sacrifice itself, and he wasn't waiting on the Lord. Obedience is better than sacrifice. See, a lot of times we try, we get it the other way around. We think, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to give this and all this, but uh, uh, I'm going to do it on my terms. But God just might want you to just step out and go across the street and say, hey, um, we've got a church service tomorrow. Would you like to come talk to your neighbor? Or it might be somebody, I've got to tell you this story. Got to watch my time. Yesterday, right, I go, my wife calls every store in the area to find out what they don't have, then she sends me to get it. Do you? I really think like that. I go, how is this possible? We used to have them. We don't carry them no more. No. You know, so I'm going. I go to Target. I jump out. And I'm about here, and this little oriental lady and her daughter, she says, can you help me? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, can you put the wheels on our baby carriage? I'm thinking, oh, this is not a good thing. If you see, she did not know about the weed eater stories because she would not be asking me to do this. So I'm out there, and her daughter, man, she's really jamming on this thing. I'm thinking, well, she's doing good. I can hold this for you. And we get all that on there, and I get to witness to them a little bit and go on. But see, a lot of times we'll just walk right on by and miss those opportunities. So later on when they didn't have what I wanted, and two other stores didn't have what I wanted. I went to Kmart, and they had something close that I wanted. So I got that. And so, you know, I got to share some Jesus, right? There was two girls up at the counter, and they were talking. And I said, can you tell me something good? She had a big cross on. Because I was going to always say, well, can you tell me about that? And sometimes I say, oh, it's just jewelry. I said, really? Just jewelry? Now, this lady, boy, it was a blessing. She said, I'll tell you something good, honey. I said, yeah. I said, what's that? She said, God is good. I said, do you know him? She said, yes, I do. I said, what about you? She said, yes, I do. 
I said, that's good. That is the best news I heard on it. So I was encouraged, man. I probably would have bought two more things, you know. I was like, that's good. Man, that's great. So I'm walking on out of there, just smiling and everything. And I got like half of what I'm supposed to get, but that's okay. Because you know what? There are other people sharing. And there are other people shining their light. Sometimes we just think, you're the only one. Just think about Noah thinking, I'm the only one. Well, you know what? Thank goodness that there was at least one. And you might be that one in your family. You might be that one at your work. You might be the one that God sends somebody in the community and you can make a difference, right? So we want to be obedient. What happens when we're obedient? Obedience brings joy to the heart of the Father. You think about this with your kids. I know with me, my dad's over here. He's probably going to say, oh, I'd like to enjoy some of that. You know, if, you, if your family, if your dad or mom says, hey, could you do this? Or they give you some, some parameters because they didn't wake up, you know, 45, 50 years old. They went through a few things and they love you. They burped you, everything else, you know, fill in the blanks to get you where you are. And you think, they couldn't possibly know anything, right? No, we love you, right? So what happens to that when, when your child, you give them some instructions and they do that and, and you come back and say, you know, dad, I, I, you, were, you were right. It's not so much about being right. It's about, you know what, you're wanting the best for them. God wants the best for us. And when, when we respond out of that relationship, then we bring joy to the Father's heart. Something else, obedience shows our hearts are in unity with God. And we talk about unity a lot because unity brings peace and power. If your house is not in unity, you don't want to go home. You'll find 900 things that they don't have in the store to go get. I'm still looking for that, baby. You know? Why don't you come home? Yeah. But you know what? Because <laughs> I ain't even going to ask. <laughs> Hitting home today, boy. The Lord's working it. But you know, it's crazy sometimes when we think about that. But we like to be in unity. We like to be on the same sheet of music. But you know what? If the Lord in the Bible is the centerpiece of our relationship, guess what? When I talk to people about they want to get married, I say, well, let's talk a little bit. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And I draw them a picture. And I say, hey, is Christ here in your life. And they go, oh yeah. And so what happens is, you got the boy here and the girl here. All right, that's what we want. As you're growing, you should be getting closer and closer to each other as our focus is on Christ. But let me tell you, if, if Christ is over here and not over here, guess what? There's not going to be unity in, in your family. How are you going to raise your children? I, I hear this a lot of times. Hey man, we're thinking about going to the church. My, my kid's getting a little bit older and uh, you know they need to choose for themselves. What page is that on? You know, ever seen that in the Bible? You need to choose. Because as moms and dads, especially dads, we are leaders, spiritual leaders of our home, man. We need to step up. We need to step up and say, hey, look, this is the truth. I want you to have the best. We need to be that mirror of Christ in their life. Amen? Good deal. All right. So make sure you got your notes here. We're cutting on through. Peace and power with that. It shows the oneness. Peace and power comes from oneness. Harmony. It shows our love for him. It goes back to that relationship. Everything's based on the relationship. It's always been based on a relationship. God and Noah had a relationship. He trusted God. His faith was focused on God, and God provided, didn't he? Amen. He did it in a mighty way. Well, what happened as a result of that? His family got saved in more ways than one, physically and spiritually, right? That's a good word. Let's keep on moving here. So we look at that. What happens when we step in, we're stepping out of courage, through faith, we come back now to blessing. When we're obedient to the word of God, blessing's coming. A blessing's going to be coming our way. Just like I said a minute ago, it was enough 
that it saved Noah and his family, right? They got in the boat. A lot of folks might be here today and they're, they're on the dock. I'm going to tell you today, step out and get into the boat because God has paid the price for us to make a way into the safe place. Amen? It gives us a fresh start. Man, when I wrote that down, I was like, oh, I like that. When I was a kid, we used to love to play hide-and-go-seek. Y'all, anybody play hide-and-go-seek? Love it, man. Love it. Oh, man, this lady down the street, she had the worst yard in town. We tore it up. That was a big, you know, what is it? Uh, apple, peaches, pumpkin pie. Who's that ready? Holla, I come in and grab that base. Woo! But my buddy's mom liked to play. And when I, when I read, I, it's funny how things go back in your mind, right? This fresh start. And man, we'd be out there, you know, it's like, don't be taking my mom out. I'm telling you, don't be taking my mom. I said, okay, but tell her to stay on her side. I go, everybody like this. We're all over the places. And then we got, you know, at first, I spy you over here behind the tree. It was like, no, you got to get to the base. Come on. Come on, and the guy's out here like this. He's going to take you out around the base, right? So I'm thinking, and my buddy's saying, do not take my mom out. Okay, so we're running. And his mom's going, man, she's stretching out like this. You know, I'm thinking, man, she should be baking cookies. And mom was pulling away on us. She'd get up there, and she wouldn't make it. And she used to say, I want overs. You know what? He gives us a fresh start. I want overs. Sometimes in life, we just want overs. And I thought about that. Man, that's been years ago. Whew, man, she, she, could, she could lay it down. And she was skinny, too. She could get behind, like, this mimosa bush. <laughs> and you remember with that hair there she had? She was like this. See, with me, y'all seen this, I look like Alfred Hitchcock when I get up there. I had to get, like, behind a big pine bush. Yeah. But anyway, nevertheless, sometimes a fresh start is just good. It's good. He frees us from our past mistakes. Oh, got quiet there. That's what we're going to say. Hey, amen. Everybody say, oh, me. Amen. Man, isn't it good that God says, I separate you from those sins as far as the east is from the west. You know, see a forgetfulness. But you know what? We're the ones that bring them back. We turn from that, and then we turn around and go, well, you know, I shouldn't have done that last week. That may be true, but you know what? God's got a remedy for that, and it's called repentance. It means turning from that. And he comes around, and he takes us, and takes us right where we are and continue to work in our life. He gives us life in abundance. Man, I tell you what, sometimes I was sitting out there, even after some of the weed eater things and stuff like that, I said, man, I'm so thankful. Got a nice home, beautiful wife, healthy kids, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes we need to step back out of all the worldly stuff and just go, wow, so blessed. You know, we're so blessed to have a place right here in our backyard that we can come and serve and share God's word. You know, we got the projector and all these things. And it's not just stuff. That's the first thing that pops into mind. But you know what? In abundance, we have... We have the hotline to God through Jesus Christ, man. You know, total access. I love that. Total access. Something's going on. You know, I don't know about you guys, but how about you guys? Something's going on in your mom and dad. Sometimes, I want my mom. I want my dad. My dad said, you must want your mom because you don't want me. Not after that. <laughs> my dad go, what, what? But you know what? Our Heavenly Father says this. Come. Come to me. Come to me. You know, there's never a place that you're going to say, it's like, you know, you really blew it that bad. He says, I love you that much so that you could come back to me. See, that's what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about, are you under the influence of faith? Because if we're under the influence of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to have peace. We're going to have power. We're going to have unity. And we're going to have hope. You want to see somebody go downhill? Take away their hope. You know, people go and they, and they go and they get the, the doctor and they talk to them and the doctor says, there's no hope. 
Don't receive that. There is always hope with Christ. Always hope with Christ. I've seen it too many times. He said that you've been redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. He bought us out. All right? Redeemed us. Just what I said. He purchased us out of our sin and sets us in righteousness. Not our own righteousness, in his righteousness. And he loves us. His love for us motivates everything he's ever done, everything he ever, ever does, everything he ever will do is based out of love. So when we think about the blessing, we see salvation, forgiveness, grace. I love this. Protection and provision. So the question is, are you in the boat? Are you in the boat? So I want to I want to ask Miss Tanya to come up and, and I just pray I, I promise you guys this I want to tie this in and I want to show you how awesome the Lord is we see we see at the face value what we're talking about it's love and it's blessing and how He worked in here but I want to share something remember I told you that we're going to take this picture and show you the gospel message the gospel means good news the gospel is this all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God right but the free gift is in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came, right, and had lived a life that was sinless. And he paid the price by pouring out his blood on the cross and died and came alive on the third day so that you and I, when we put our faith and trust in that, that we have total access to the Father. It's by grace through faith. It's not that of yourself. It is a gift to God. All right? The invitation for those folks back then was to get in the boat. The invitation for you today is to get in the boat spiritually. Get in the boat. I want you to check this out. Tie some of these things in. As I was studying this, I thought this was really amazing. The wood that was used to build the ark. Humanity is always identified with wood. Just as the wood had to be cut down to build the boat, Jesus had to be cut down. His life at the end so that we can live. Right? Check this out here. The boat a lot of you guys might know this woodworker stuff. Had to be covered with what they call pitch. There was some, some resin that they had to put over the boat so it wouldn't leak. All right? 70 times in the Old Testament when they, when they break that word pitch out, it's called atonement. Jesus Christ shed his blood. He poured out and covers our sin. Isn't that amazing? Look at the picture of that. Let's keep going with that. We talked about the size of that, 450 foot long, 75 foot wide, 45 foot tall, right? It talks about how there's always room at the cross. There's always room for two of every species, male and female. You notice I said male and female, right? People might argue that these days. I don't know why, but you know, you can't change the truth. God never changes even the shape of this thing. That doesn't really look like a boat, does it? It looks like a floating coffin. Showing that when Noah stepped into that, he stepped into the death, burial, and resurrection. When we identify with Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't that a beautiful picture of our Father showing us, even then, that I will provide for you, that I have more than enough for you. It was structured, it had one door. One door, and it was down low. So all could come, right? All that would take the invitation could come. Today, the invitation is still the same. You can come. The, the door's down low, right? We need to humble ourselves and get in line with what God says. Ask Him to forgive us of our sin. He says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised Him from dead, you will be saved. Whosoever, whosoever 
that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want, as we put this together, I pray that God's taken that and molding this message in your heart for whatever it is that you need, God can provide it, okay? As we see, he's great in his provision. When knowing them got in there, he was satisfied. He had everything he needed. When we come into that relationship with Jesus Christ, we have everything we need. Everything we need. Does that mean it might be tough times? Absolutely. But you know what? If he is our source, he will bring forth the resource. I want us to know that. And finally, we look at this. 120 years. I bet you people say, man, there ain't no flood coming. There's a lot of people say, well, God's not coming back. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus was here. And some people try to tell you exactly when it is, but we know the word says that no man knows the hour of time. So don't be discouraged about that. I just want to tell you this. I always say it this way. You might not know when he's coming, and you might not know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. See, that destination is secure, man. We are secure. We're in the boat when we call on the name of Jesus. And there's something else. This is awesome. I didn't realize this. Do you know the name Noah means rest? Noah rested in the security of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you to just bow your head. I'm going to pray for you. And I ask you today, are you resting in the fullness of what God's done for you in your life? And if you're here today and you've never made that choice, made that decision for Christ, man, do it today. Let's do it today. Because that's what it's all about. You say, well, brother, you don't know about my sin. You don't know about, you know what? God knows all of it. He says, I'll take you right the way you are. He did the hard part. He's the provider. He's the author and perfecter and picture of our faith. So if you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, I'm going to make it real simple. I'm going to help you out with this thing here. I'm going to break it down, and we're praying for you guys. And I'm going to tell you, if you've never done that, it's this simple. You say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. You are the one that takes away the sin of the world. I need you. I trust you to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, you don't have to raise your hand. I just want you to look up here so I can pray for you. If that's you today, look this way. We're going to pray for you. Nobody's going to come where you're at. Nobody's going to get you to sign up for nothing. We just want to come alongside you and let you know that we love you the Lord. And I always like to go one step further. If you, you, know, if you say, yeah, buddy, I've done that, but I'm having a tough time. I feel like I'm off track a little bit here and there. Well, you know what? Join the club. We get off track. But today is the day we can get back on track. Just, those, just like those railroad cars, 522, the size of that thing. We can come back to him. So if that's you today, I tell you what, I pray for you. I pray for us here as Anthony Chronicles. I pray for myself, Lord. Father, today to make our path straight. Lord, help us, Lord. Forgive us when we fall short. And Lord, take this and make it so much more, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for the opportunity today to share your truth, Lord. If there's one here there's a need that, that uh, they have, Lord, let them, let them just let us know about it. We'll, we'll just come in agreement that you are their provider, Lord, that you are their shelter. Lord, I pray that everyone here is spiritually in the boat today. Father, I thank you. I pray that you make this message all that it can be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And everybody said amen. All right, well, you know what? We always love to send you off with a song. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself today.